1: I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now,
0: here's your host, Tara (laughs) Kennedy-Klein.
1: Hey, Parent Nation, welcome to the show. I am, I've been like scouring the news. Well, you know, Kelly's here with me and we always do our... Are what's hot in the news stuff and like oh my gosh there's so much I like to keep my show light but the fact of the matter is it's a parenting show so we have to talk about some serious parenting topics right but like there's some crazy stuff going on in the news around parenting right now but I think we're going to talk with uh we're going to talk with Carrie Carrie Lee when she comes on about The whole elephant in the room, which is the Adrian Peterson gig and you know, how he is now a celebrity spokesperson for a good old fashioned ass whooping. Seriously? (laughs) Like that's is that not what we're making him? Oh, anyway, we'll talk about
2: that later. So, Kelly, how's it been? It's been great. How's your week going? Oh, week's going real well we're you know recovering from that storm of the century last week and then we hear hurricane odile is going to hit us again this week we're gonna what, is, it. what is the Go. hurricane's name odile,
1: odile odile yes where do they come up with these names it, i don't know i know they come in alphabetical order though but this one's coming
2: in from mexico
1: Here's the thing. If your name is Odile, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it doesn't sound like that would be a storm that would be smart enough to do any damage. What's, yeah. What storm is it? It was Odile. <laughs> I just got drunk and She's... then, like, just passed right through. Like, that doesn't even make sense. I know. I Aww. know. I'm sorry if your name's Odile out there. No, you know, but we have to make fun of stuff. We have to stop not making fun of stuff. True. Do you know what I mean? True. Here's the thing. Did you read about, now I'm not making fun of this, but it goes to the, the skewed sense of severity around parenting right now. Did you read about the Wisconsin dad who um, put, a, put the dog's shock collar on his seven-year-old and hit the, hit the button? He didn't realize that it was going to hurt her, right? Mm. so the little girl goes up and she has marks on her neck and which I know what those look like because of all of my stupid friends who have done the same thing. And she goes up and she tells her mom and the mom takes pictures of it. The dad's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Don't take pictures of that. I feel like an ass. Like, you know, I didn't want to hurt our kid. And so she takes pictures and then she takes those pictures to her priest or her pastor and the pastor says that she has to report it to police. So now the dad's being arrested on child abuse charges. Like mm-hmm. here's the thing, was he was he amazingly stupid? Yes, he was. If amazingly stupid people got arrested, everyone would be in jail. Do you know what I mean? Like if Damn ev- straight. Right? If every stupid thing we ever did with our kids got us put in jail for child abuse, we would all be in jail for child abuse. Seriously. I mean, I I can remember, um, you know, playing around on the sofa with my husband and knocking my son onto our coffee table and giving him a, a swollen bloody lip. It was an accident. I didn't intend for it to happen was i not paying attention? was i being stupid with a baby on the couch? Yes, i was. But would that would i need to be put in jail for that? Here's another one. Um turning around and grabbing a diaper and the baby rolling off the changing table. Yeah. Okay. Is that intentionally hurting your child? Of course it's not. And yet, that stupidity today, if you were to take pictures of a baby's bruises after that happened, that parent could go to jail, but yet we have people who are openly beating their kids, but because of their status in one of the most amazing American sports on the planet, they don't go, they don't go to jail. They, they get held up as you know just being a good parent and doing what they thought was right. Ah! So speaking of holding parents accountable, did you, guys, did you read about um, the Autumn's Law? The proposed Autumn's Law? No, what's that, on the, that? That was on the Parent Nation Facebook page. So you should check it out. If you guys aren't on Parent Nation Facebook page, go there. Be part of the conversation. I know that you like to talk about this stuff and listen to me talk about it on the radio show, but let's discuss it online. So um, Anthony Pascal, whose daughter Autumn was the 12-year-old girl who was killed by the neighbor, the 15-year-old neighbor, for, apparently for her bike... It happened a Mm. while ago. Uh Tragic, horrible, so sad. And now, Mr. Pascal's way to memorialize his daughter um, is to create this thing called Autumn's Law, which holds parents legally liable for their children's offenses and crimes. Hmm. So if your child... um, if your child grows up to be, what, 15, 16 years old like this boy was and does, like, injure someone or, or God forbid, kill someone, you as the parent would go to jail for mm. bad parenting. Here's the thing. I get it, dude. I get that, you know, we don't think that parents are parenting right we don't we think that parents are raising monstrous murderers i get it but no we we're, we're all not so now it legal it literally says if parents were held legally accountable for their bad parenting they would parent right it le- he he legally he or he literally made that statement where do you draw the line on something like that right
2: that's a tough one that's a tough one
1: i think we're under enough stress i don't think that we need more jail time i think we need more support and education where is the support and education in your in your autumn's law where are you supporting parents and educating parents i mean he's saying that why wasn't this kid being watched autumn wasn't being watched he didn't know where she was I know it's tragic, and I don't mean to sound heartless, but seriously, we have to stop doing this to each other. And, you know, I understand that there needs to be accountability, but it needs it needs to be framed around support and education instead of just saying blindly, we're going to, you know, we're going to arrest parents if we don't like the way they're parenting their kids. It, if it's not abusive. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, So... <laughs> so here's one. Here's one that, that should be arrested. <laughs> the grandma who, who took her three grandchildren to Walmart and stole backpacks for them and then told them what to steal from Walmart and put in the backpacks. And then said that the kids, when she was arrested, then she said that the kids were stealing stuff and she was trying to get them not to. Isn't they, that great? <laughs> the youngest was four. Like the little four-year-old's going, screw you, Grandma, I'm stealing this makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, folks. And then we get the people who come on Facebook and say things like, well, you know, that that spans back generations to when they were forced to steal because they weren't allowed to have anything. They weren't able to have anything. (sighs) We got to stop. We got to stop making excuses for people. It's it's crazy. Stop! It, we've become the United States of acceptance mm. and apathy.
2: We let I people think, get away with everything. I think sometimes people already have their excuse ready before they do something idiotic like this. You know, it's funny that you say that, Kelly,
1: because you will see people after something after something happens like this that's like big in the news you will see people cutting and pasting the same comments that they made about the last thing that resembled this yeah. you know what i mean it's almost like a canned justification mm. we've got to stop it's crazy i uh, you know we're uh we're making excuses for for her But yet, um, we don't want to make excuses for, let's say, celebrities having sex in their car. I think everybody should have sex in their car. Woohoo! Woohoo! I think we'd all be a lot happier. I know I like to have sex in my car, I remembered the days long, long ago. <laughs> okay we gotta move on to another topic so yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of sex and young people so did you see the, the thing on the, um, on the wall about the teenage the 13 year old girl who got in trouble for wearing the virginity rocks t-shirt to school Yes. yes. she's in a freaking 8th grade what do you think of that I think it's I think it's ridiculous And her parents were like, I don't understand. And here's the thing. My husband and I, we don't always agree. I I know it's shocking. (laughs) His point is, in in a time when kids are, the average age that kids start having sex today is 12.4 something years old. And it's predominantly in lower income areas, okay? I don't know why the correlation I really don't, but um, when kids are having sex at 12-point-something years old, on average, a 13-year-old should be allowed to celebrate her virginity and make it a popular thing. My point is, unless you are willing to allow kids to wear shirts that talk about masturbating and condoms and uh, consensual sex and all of those other things that are equally as important in stopping teen pregnancy, then no, your virginity shirt should not be allowed. I don't want my sixth grader to see your eighth grader's virginity status.
0: Right. Is that wrong? (laughs) No, it's
3: not wrong.
1: I mean, my goodness, we can't even, kids can't even, like, chew their toast into the shape of a gun, and they're getting suspended. But this kid is allowed to disclose her sexuality status. When we stop sexualizing children, children will stop focusing on sex. Just like I don't think that 13-year-old girls should be wearing short shorts with juicy written across their ass. Right. There are certain things that you don't promote with certain age groups. And until parents are willing to step up and understand that and say, you know what, sweetie, Um, I I think it's great that you're a virgin, but you don't have another choice at this age because you live, (laughs) you know what I mean? If I ever find out that you're not a virgin... Then you're going to be wearing a T-shirt that says, you know, like, my parents won't let me drive until I'm 25. (laughs) You know, stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Freedom of expression for a 13-year-old, no. If we allowed freedom of expression for 13-year-olds, then they would be allowed to tell their teachers to screw off and you couldn't say anything about it. Right. We don't allow that. We, we allow censorship when it suits us. But when it embarrasses us as parents or it embarrasses our kids, then we want to fight it, even if it doesn't make sense. And that's the thing that I don't like. Like the, there was a, another T-shirt issue with a, a Catholic school where the, the stepfather is a veteran. Thank you for your service, sir. The stepfather is a veteran, and every year since 9-11, they've been wearing the same T-shirts as a family, where the names of all the victims, those who lost their lives, make the shape of the Twin Towers. And it says, out of darkness comes light, or something like that. And she wanted to wear this shirt to school on 9-11. And they called the school and they asked the school and the school said, we have a uniform policy. I'm sorry, she will not be allowed to wear the T-shirt to school on that day. But we do have free dress days. She can wear it on one of those free dress days. Well, that wasn't good enough. They sent her to school in the shirt anyway. And the school sent her home. And now they're saying it was it's their right to wear that T-shirt to show their patriotism on that day.
2: Hmm. Well, they knew going into the school it was a uniformed school, so Exactly. Like I don't
1: I don't understand the problem. I think uniforms are wonderful because well, it keeps kids from wearing virginity t shirts. <laughs> right. And here's the thing, if you're gonna allow your daughter if they're gonna allow her to wear the 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 beautiful tribute t shirt on nine eleven what's stopping the child whose parents think that 9-11 was a conspiracy theory, what's stopping them from wearing their shirt? Mm-hmm. So we need to think these things through. People, we have rules for a reason. We have rules to teach our children things like civility and decency and honoring the requests of others as long as they don't do us harm as long as they make sense. do you? Here's a good question for you, Kelly. Yes. And do you think the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard, any one of those active-duty military personnel were allowed to wear whatever they wanted on
2: 9-11? No.
1: So why not your child? Why doesn't your child have to wear a uniform when the people who fought the most and are still fighting for our freedom weren't allowed to break dress code. Why your child? That's good.
2: That's good.
1: So, these are the things that I think about, Kelly. (laughs) I would love to hear what people have to say about that. I've been getting the most ridiculous... uh, I've been getting amazingly wonderful conversations on the Facebook pages, and I've been getting... Ridiculous comments, but those mostly come as private messages. Ironically, hmm.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. They put their uh, stuff out on for
1: everyone to see. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. I do, you know. But here's the thing: I believe in having civil discourse. So, if people have something that they want to say, I really, really, really. Highly recommend that you join our community because I think we're awesome. It's so fun. It is fun. I mean, we put up funny stuff. We put up memes. we We want more from you, Parent Nation. And we also have serious conversations. And I think that's important to remember that just because I have a sense of humor doesn't mean that I don't have a brain. So... For those who think that I shouldn't be discussing serious topics because I should keep everything light and airy, I don't agree. I think that just as in parenting, Parent Nation needs to be a place where we can have the hard conversations and we can laugh about the things that are fun and funny and light about parenting. It has to be a balance of both. So that's where I'm coming from. When we come back from this break, speaking of that, we're going to be talking to Carrie Lee, our gossip girl, and we're going to be talking about celebrities and parenting and how they guide what we do when we come back from this break.
0: It takes a village to pay the bills in this freaking studio, which is why Tara's taking a cocktail break, and we're taking care of business with the work from these sponsors. Spark Your Soul Radio with Ann Phyllis, Perspectives with Purpose, Insights with Heart, the WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked, and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world, from your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Ann Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant using the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature soul sense system Anne offers weekly wisdom for tuning in letting go unlocking and unblocking if you've been walking through life with excess baggage a heavy heart a feeling of disconnection from your inner life consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships life purpose work and spiritual consciousness Got a question for Anne? Want to be a guest on her show? Visit sparkyoursoul.me and listen to Anne every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. cuisines and sacred rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my
1: house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer.
0: Shaken and Stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show.
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to the show. I am always thrilled to have our first guest, Carrie Lee, on the show. She is our gossip columnist, you know, straight from Hollywood and all things juicy and topical and you know, and uh, yeah, I just love talking with you. So Carrie, hi. Hi, how are you this morning? <laughs> I'm good. I'm fired up.
2: I'm always fired up.
1: This is awesome. I'm always fired up. I love speaking with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny because we we have these conversations pre-show and we try to figure out, like, what's the most, you know, topical, hot, trendy thing to discuss and, you know, what are parents going to be concerned with. And I've noticed that, you know, Hollywood isn't doing a whole lot of parenting stuff right now. Well, I mean, it's
2: funny because a lot of the stuff that 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 you would expect to be bigger than it than it is, it's not. It's not getting the big following. Like, you know, I thought for sure that the announcement of another royal baby was just going to be all over the place and I wanted to vomit because I was so tired of hearing about it the first time, <laughs> but honestly, no one cares. No one cares this time around. And I don't know if it's because they're having sympathy for her because of this you know, extreme morning sickness that she has that I don't really know if I buy in the first place, Um, or if, you know, the attention is shifting a little bit. It's very interesting to me. Um, I also, you know, I know that um, with magazine covers, you know, you'd expect the Brangelina wedding to be just, you know, kicking ass out there, and they sold their... You know, their exclusive wedding photos for a ton of money, and yet the cover that they're on, you know, sold like half the amount of covers that the Joan Rivers, um, that the Joan Rivers cover sold. So people are caring a lot less about the Brangelina wedding as well. To be honest, again, something else I don't have a lot of problem with.
1: Right, exactly. That dress, you know, I know everybody was saying, oh my God, it's so beautiful that she had her baby's faces sewn all over her wedding dress. I thought it looked like a bad art project.
2: I, absolutely. And, you know, I joked with my sister, who was a stylist, that morning that it was the one time I felt like I rolled out of bed and looked better than Angelina Jolie did. <laughs> I mean, that's like her, her, you know, her um, her veil, you know, and the and the embroidery and stuff was definitely unique. But the front of her dress was plain as, as could be. You know, she, for someone who's a fashion icon, you couldn't see that at all in her wedding dress, you know, on on her huge day, I thought her hair, everything was very plain, very subdued, not impressive at all, not yeah. at all.
1: I don't know, I mean, I th- I almost feel like they're like sort of trying to go off the grid, but not
2: really. Well, I mean, I think also there are some more newsworthy things taking place right now, you know? Sure. And, and And, you know, there's obviously the stuff with, with Adrian Peterson, Um, you know, which is a huge case and and problem that everyone is talking about now. And it may be that people are finally and and thankfully shifting their their attention towards something that's a little bit more newsworthy and a little bit more important, you know? I love that. I mean, that kind of gives me
1: a little bit of hope.
2: I mean, I wouldn't, I take it with a grain of salt, let's be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, me as well. I mean, the thing is, is like there's this always this question of, you know, we put these guys up on pedestals, you know, and, and what our expect- what our expectations are of them, and are they really supposed to live up to um, higher standards than than the rest of the country and the rest of the world? Um, right. the people, they're they they are not infallible, um, you know. But what the good thing is, is that when something like this happens, at least it puts a spotlight on an issue that may not have gotten the attention otherwise um you know i mean adrian peterson th- that, those photos of his four-year-old and of course the the scarring from a, a wooden switch that adrian was was hitting him with allegedly um were put up on social media that's the thing that i'm having a, a tough time swallowing is that his mom the child's mother put those out there and And my concern is that that should have been dealt with a little bit more privately. You know, when these things sort of explode onto the scene on TMZ or via social media, as opposed to a news source, that's one thing that always upsets me. And I'm wondering what damage they're doing to the child. Um, That's all, you know, even more damage than what's already been done physically.
1: Do you think, I mean, here's, here's what I, my opinion on that. I have, I've gotten a, boatload of comments on the things that I've been posting about it and a bunch of my friends are correctional officers and some of them have said shame on that mother for how do you end up with, with a
2: bunch of friends that are that are correctional officers I want that that's going to be how you really get the dirt me damn right I've, I make friends with everybody, Carrie.
1: I don't care who you are. I'm gonna. I had a guy uh, private message me on Facebook yesterday and say, "I'm gonna write something to you that's not gonna sit well with you, and you're probably gonna unfriend me for it." But I have to say it anyway, and I'm like, "Dude, say it. I'm not gonna unfriend you. I may no, disagree with kind of you, but I'm, I'm not here gonna for. unfriend you, right?" Right. So. um Basically, what I'm hearing from my, my officer friends is that was evidentiary. Like, you don't release that stuff if you want to have a solid case. Absolutely. And then again, if it hadn't been released, would anything have been done?
2: Well, and it's not the first time that charges have been placed against him. You know, he has several children. There are people now claiming that he has up to seven um he oh, had one out. that allegedly died when he was 2 years old that he had never met um you know he apparently i've read that he yeah that he has up to 7 children um but there was a child that i believe is now 6 um who the mother alleged he hit when he was uh when the child was 4 the child came home with a scar on his forehead Um, And, you know, originally they said, oh, he hit his head on the car seat, but, you know, there were were, uh, charges filed. It turns out he hit his head while Adrian was punishing him. Um, And Adrian did admit to hitting the child and, um, you know, he sought some counseling for it and claims he learned that there are, quote, other ways to discipline children. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's not the first time this has happened, you know, and and I think people you're right. People wouldn't have known about those other instances. People wouldn't really be looking into it had this terrible light not been been shown on on the current case. Right.
1: So, I mean, I get that, you know, maybe we don't want to see these things, but I'm sure you've seen evidence of this, too, Carrie. You talk about this stuff online And you say what he did was abuse, and you get lambasted by every single person who has ever hit with a switch in their life, who turned out to be an amazingly respectful, honorable human being, because they all did, apparently. Um, And they're telling you that, no, this is not abuse, until you show them the pictures.
2: Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean... It's it's very very you know it's funny we I was speaking with someone in my own home the other day who said you know what I was I was hit with a switch and I'm like it it taught me how to be respectful it taught me where the line was was drawn and and you know he he didn't have scarring from it though you know I mean mm-hmm. he he the fact that there was so much scarring left on those and, you know that that went over the line but. Where is the line? I mean, you know, it's exactly. it, it, it's in a different it's in a different place for everyone. Culturally, it's different. Even geographically, within our country. I mean, I grew up in the Northeast. I didn't know what a switch was until I heard about this case. Um, <laughs> I, I had no idea. I did. <laughs> I had to pick a switch. Uh, I definitely know what a belt is, but you know, but I had never I had never heard of a switch.
1: Yeah. Uh, And do you know, ironically, it's the one memory that's the clearest of my grandmother because she's the one who did it. My grandmother is the one who made me pick a switch. And I don't remember what I did wrong. All I remember is her making me go out and teaching me how to pick a proper switch and then using it on me. My brother
2: had his mouth washed out with soap. (laughs) 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 And the thing is, Like literally bar of ivory soap in the mouth, like bite on it, soap it up in the teeth. Like, I oh. I, I, get, I almost can't even imagine anything worse. Oh, Ugh.
1: It's that's so And here's the thing, though, Carrie, when you think back on this stuff, besides the fact that Adrian Peterson is now the national spokesperson for a good old Southern ass whooping, which is what a lot of people have done. They've put him on this pedestal. They're they're tailgating at Vikings games with his jersey on their backs and a switch in their hands. So besides Mm -hmm. that, are do you remember by the way? Yeah, it, it really is. Do you think that people like him are setting the stage for what is considered acceptable parenting in America? No.
2: I I mean maybe I just maybe that's um wishful thinking um but no because I, I definitely have heard some people speak out very much in support of him and very strongly in favor of him and you can tell that their beliefs are rooted in where they grew up and where their grandparents grew up and it's this very um you know, I, I hate to say it, but like you know, very southern mentality. I've heard, but for every voice that I've heard speaking out so strongly for it, I think I've heard more against. And and I I really hope that that's that that's the case, and that that's what and that that's what sticks, and that for every you know person that does really support him, that there are two that that don't, because I'd I'd hate to see that be the direction in which this goes.
1: Me too. It would be sad. Because the people, I have to tell you that many of the people that I hear speaking for him um, are not people that I would consider respectful, honorable people. Like mm-hmm. one guy, one guy was speaking in de- defense of Adrian Peterson and I made a very factual statement. And the guy's response to me was, go kill yourself, you stupid bitch. I hope your kids turn into serial killers.
2: Holy
1: Wow! Now do you see my fear? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this is the this is the respectful, honorable behavior that you learned. Because right. wow, dude, I think you forgot that lesson.
2: Yep. So yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, there's someone else that there's a guy that I um was on a reality show that I worked on who has been speaking very openly on Facebook about having been hit with a switch quite a bit when he was a child and how it made him into the respectable man that he is. And I'm like, wow, dude, I know so much about you and your life. <laughs> and <laughs> I would not agree that this has made you into the, you know, well-rounded, respectable, you know, honorable guy that you are claiming to be, you know, and I may know way about more about you than, than you fans on facebook and and twitter do um so it's crazy
1: (laughs) you know what made me a respectable respectful person
2: hard work exactly really hard work
1: and screwing up and having my parents go you screwed up do it again not you screwed up i'm going to beat you you screwed up do it again that's what made me respectable and respectful. And I think that if any good is going to come of this at all whatsoever, then people like Adrian Peterson need to actually take those classes that he was talking about. And then he needs to be a spokesperson for how a you can change the behavior. It. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's the same that You look at it. It's like Floyd Mayweather has done, the, has done the same thing. I mean, he served jail time. You know, I mean, he... And, and it comes back and, and does nothing for it. I mean, people don't even know that happened. He's allegedly, you know, hit several women, um, you know, and has a real problem with it and makes more money. I mean, th- he made 30, $32 million on Saturday night, just alone, $32 million um, in that one night and and is really sort of known for being a, um, abusive to women and uh, has supposedly quote unquote paid his dues but really publicly hasn't done hasn't done anything to help the cause or to you know spread the good word that he's apparently learned and and you really don't see any reformation in these, in these people at all and and that's what's, that's what's important is that they follow up with that and hopefully that will be the case with Adrian
1: yeah, that he stops laughing about it and saying, well, that's just how I was raised, and starts doing something about it. Because we can say all we want. You've paid your dues. Now you need to repay the victims.
2: Well, and, it's, and the fact that it's, that it's bringing about some tailgating, I mean, that's great. I went to Boston College. I'm all for tailgating, you know, but that, that's not what that's not the point. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean that that's not what the benefit of this should be you know it should be going into colleges and going into high schools and 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 getting in front of the largest audience that you can wherever you can to speak on the experience that you had and and the damage that you you know may or may not have done to your child and and how the next person can stop from doing that in the moment they think that they're you know about to raise their hand and and do something that that maybe they shouldn't right and a hand would have been a heck of a lot better
1: yeah so,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, to go into these communities and just as you would say go to college and get an education, go into these communities and say, "Hey, look, there's a different way. I know that mm-hmm. we want to respect our parents and our elders, but there's a different way." So, hopefully well, Carrie, I, mean, I even um, mean
2: go to college and speak to the students, you know. I'm not right. I'm not even saying he needs to be college educated. I mean, I mean that's a pretty it can be a large audience for him. Right. I agree. Of, Thank of you so much, Carrie. Oh
1: men. my gosh. Because I always love having you on. So we're, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about how you can pay for your kids to go to college and not go broke. I'm excited about that when we come back from this break. Up
0: window. Or close your iTunes player. Uh, oh, f- it. Parrot Nation, Tara Kennedy Klein needs a pee break. And then we'll be right back with more Parenting with a Twist. Spark Your Soul Radio with Anne Phyllis, Perspectives with Purpose, Insights with Heart, the WooHoo Radio Network show for spiritual seekers and fire starters who are ready to stop feeling lost, alone, confused, or blocked and start tuning into your soul speak so you can ignite all areas of your world, from your work to your relationships, lifestyle to legacy. Host Anne Phyllis is a spiritual analyst, fire starter, energy alchemist, and soul truth clairvoyant. the heart and purpose-based principles of her signature soul sense system and offers weekly wisdom for tuning in letting go unlocking and unblocking if you've been walking through life with excess baggage a heavy heart a feeling of disconnection from your inner life consider Anne your guide to spark your soul journey and reignite your relationships life purpose work and spiritual consciousness Visit SparkYourSoul.me and listen to Ann every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents.
1: Clean my house? (laughs) It's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer.
0: Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now... Back
1: to the show. Hey there. Welcome back to the show. We uh, That was an awesome tie-in with Carrie Lee talking about colleges because my first, <laughs> my next guest actually is Reese Arresti, and he's the founder and president of Payless for College Incorporated. And I, I wasn't sure because like to me, Payless is like a shoe store. So then I looked into his book and it's how to pay for college without going broke, which you know. I have a 10th grader, really piqued my interest. So, hey, Reese, how are you? Are you there?
3: Very well, thank you.
1: Oh, good, good. So, all right, tell us, first of all, what what is this all about? I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways that we can send our kids to college. I didn't even think about going broke personally until I read your book title. So, what should I be scared?
3: Scared? Um, no, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what you should be aware of is that the cost of attendance is not necessarily what you'll have to spend while your kids, or or depending on how many children you have, uh, mm-hmm. go to college.
1: So what do you mean, like room and board and books and stuff well, like the, that? The, or?
3: the cost of attendance includes... Tuition, fees, room and board, books, miscellaneous, uh, meal plan, and whatever. Travel, obviously. If, yeah. uh, you know, if somebody lives in Florida and they're going to school in Chicago or Philadelphia or New York or whatever, there's going to be uh, possibly thousands of dollars in airfares, and those things yeah. are factored in. And then, of course, um, there's something called financial aid, and that comes in four forms scholarships, loans, grants, and work study, and that's what financial aid is composed of. And the formula, the way the formulas work, there's the cost of attendance, whatever the school charges, and what what school is nearest to where you're at?
1: Let's say Penn State.
3: Okay, well it's a state college. Let's say, how about University of Pennsylvania? Okay. Car- Carnegie Mellon. Um, Ooh, Carnegie Mellon are talking. Not too far away. That's about $63,000. Wow. That's this year. Last year it was a little less, and next year it'll be a little more. So the only way a family is not going to qualify for any need-based financial aid is if their adjusted gross income, which is line 37 on the tax return, is in excess of three hundred and twenty five or three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So most people make a lot less than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No.
3: Let's assume that you're we're not gonna talk about assets at at this juncture, but let's just assume that your income is a hundred thousand dollars. Then the EFC expected family contribution which is the minimum that the federal government determines that any family will pay for college is about $20,000. So, if the cost of attendance is let's say 60 and the EFC is 20, then the financial need is 40,000. Wow. And some of that or most of it and in some cases all of it will be made up in scholarships, loans, grants, and work study, which is what, you know, financial aid is all about. Right. Now,
1: but scholarships aren't guaranteed,
3: Well, right? some are. At the University of Miami, they are. Really? If your really? GPA is X and your SAT score or ACT score is Y, then you qualify for a Z scholarship.
1: Well, that's awesome.
3: It's that simple. And a lot of high-profile students get whopping gigantic scholarships because they're academic superstars oh, and other wow. kids, but several years ago i had a student who qualified for a, i forget what the scholarship was at the university of miami but she didn't fill out the paperwork in time and lost about thirty two thousand dollars because she was late
1: oh, that happened to a friend of ours and you know what I mean? We don't – our kids are so used to us doing everything for them, honestly, that when it comes time to do something like this and they just miss a deadline, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's no big deal. I've missed deadlines before.
3: No, it's a very big deal. <laughs> right? That's, that's why any school that any student applies to and gets accepted at or is in the admissions process or, or once they're you know, accepted, they're in the financial aid process you as the parent have to go on the kid's portal every week to find out if there's any missing information that needs to be submitted by a certain date. Otherwise, it could be very costly.
1: And this is while you, while your child is in college?
3: No, high school. Oh, They didn't okay. get in yet. They're applying. They got wow. accepted. Now there's the tax return. The parent's tax return is due by March 15th. However... The parents have a limited partnership, and they don't get their K-1s until July, and they always file for an extension and submit their tax return in October. Well, guess what? If they're remiss and do that, there might be a lot of missing financial aid. So what I always caution parents to do, even if your accountant is a little bit behind and you're behind, or if if it turns out that there's uh, certain documents that you won't have by whatever the college deadline is, submit the return anyway, even if you have to do it yourself. And then after you get all the necessary paperwork, file a 1040X, which is an amended tax return. But if the tax return doesn't come in by the filing deadline, the student can be very SOL, short on luck.
1: Ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Okay, so Kelly has a question.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, Hey, Hi, Racy. I have a question. What is the
0: ideal time to start the application process
2: for colleges?
3: Well, okay, the admissions process starts in the 12th grade. However, I start counseling students when they enter high school. And they can become laser focused and realize that if they accumulate 1,000 hours of community service, by the time they graduate high school, They will be looked very favorably upon because that's the equivalent of an 800 on an SAT score. Really? Yes. Another very good point. When it comes time for who's going to run for class president of the ninth grade, all my kids are front and center. And half the other students are hiding behind a tall kid because, you know, they're nervous and they're not this or, you know, they're not prepared. All my students are laser-focused on what's necessary, what they have to do, and everybody works up to their own level. You know, not everybody's going to be a valedictorian or or qualify for a national merit scholarship, and colleges are well aware of that. But they're more interested in somebody who has a diverse background so they'll fit in their very diverse enrollment. They're not just looking for smart kids because there, there are plenty of them. They're more interested in what a student did for others. That's why community service is so very, very important.
1: So what you're saying is you could have an average student, well, let's say an above-average student. You could have an above-average student who does work with the local Lions clubs and, you know. Or the handicapped. Or the handicapped or, you know, works for charitable organizations. You know,
3: be a grandchild to a senior in a home or whatever.
1: And that child is going to be looked at just as favorably, if not more so, than the 4.0 average that all they did was study. Absolutely. Wow.
3: Absolutely positively.
1: What about athletics?
3: Well, now that's a whole separate thing. Um, there's athletic scholarships at division, at various division, you know, division two and division three schools, I believe. I mm. don't deal too many with too many students who um, qualify for scholarships. Because there are other um, advisors who only deal with super athletes, but the problem with an athletic scholarship—I don't care what you know, what sport it is—if they get an injury, their scholarship is out the door.
1: Really, that's what I wanted to ask you.
3: So I had a student in uh, down here in Florida. She was the number seven tennis player in the state, and she went to NYU, and she was wasted. Because she was up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, in the winter, playing indoors, and she just got so worn out, she wasn't able to keep her grades up. I mean, she maintained her her scholarship, but uh, she was sorry that that she ever joined the tennis team.
1: Wow. That's amazing. So, do they have – what about kids that aren't like superstars in sports, but they're just good?
3: Well, that's fine. Then they're not going to get an athletic scholarship and they can participate in college at some level, or maybe they Does can be on the kid football still team. Count They're just not going to get drafted by the NFL or the CFL, right? You know what huh. the CFL is? Canadian so Football League.
1: Canadian Football League.
3: Well, they play. Well, we're talking about football, not soccer.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I played soccer when I was in college, but that was a long time ago. So, um, as far as as far as financial aid. Uh, Your listeners need to be aware of that in the financial aid formulas, students have no asset protection allowance. For every dollar that a student has, they lose 20 cents per year in financial aid. And those assets can be legally repositioned where they're guaranteed safe, insured, they will grow, they're outside the formulas, and the money's liquid. Parents so need to realize that. if
1: if our kids have a savings account that we started for them when they were babies, the school has access to that through financial aid?
3: No. They have access to the amount of money that's in it when you fill out the FAFSA, which is a free application for federal student aid. It will be listed as a student asset.
1: So should we keep our children's savings accounts and stuff in our own name?
3: No. You will have, you will have money in your name there won't be money in the student's name because Mm. their money is not going to be in your name, it's going to be in their name. There's no problem having a custodian account. It can be legally repositioned in the financial aid formulas where it's exempt from any assessments. And I can't tell you how many millions of student and parent assets I've repositioned over the years. Parents have an asset protection allowance. And the um. asset protection allowance includes checking, savings, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, savings bonds, real estate, other than your house. And a 45, or pardon me, I think a 48-year-old um, older parent in a family of two uh, two parents is, is like $33,000. Not very w- much. Wow. In a That's single tiny. household, a 45-year-old single parent Seventy one hundred dollars, and the and the asset protection. You know, w- with the way the economy has been sliding downwards, the asset protection allowance has been decreasing. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. It, it should have gone up. They should have let people have more money in these terrible times. Now people right. people get assessed on on a measly little you know amount of money that they might have. However. There are legal ways to protect the money and keep it out of the formulas. And I'd like—I'd like to say one thing. That sure. any, any of your listeners who would like my free ebook, simply send me an email at paylessforcollege.com. Go to my website, and I'll be more than happy to send you a free ebook and give you a free financial consultation.
1: That's awesome of you thank you So, oh, pay less for collegecom correct that's easy to remember because we all want to do it
3: there you go so <laughs> I mean I've, I've only been doing this for about 35 years so I kind of have some experience
1: Wow that's amazing to me like i never even imagined we um, my father-in-law's been was in a nursing home for many years and it felt like everything about that system drained the surviving spouse or partner to the point where they could barely live. And it almost feels like, from what you're saying, that they have the ability to do that to parents in regard to financial aid in college situations.
3: Yes. And I'll, I'll tell you something else. I, I've been a financial advisor since 1977, and there are there are ways to protect assets when someone goes in a nursing home. Legal well, ways, that's
1: obviously. awesome. Because a lot of Parent Nation is also taking care of their their parents, their aging parents. Right. So you have that information too. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's been uh, really helpful. <laughs> so we only have like two minutes until the end of the show. Um, what I'd really like to know is you talk about um, the financial aid available to small business owners. Is yeah. that something that you can describe in like two minutes?
3: Sure. Small business, thanks to President Bush, when he signed the Higher Education Reconciliation Act in 2005, which became effective in 2006, any small business owned and controlled by the family with less than 100 full time employees, the assets of that business are excluded from the financial aid formulas. Woohoo! Well, so that's if, awesome. If you had a hundred thousand dollars in your checking account, and you and you have a uh, let's say a video store or whatever or a, a convenience store, you could surely lend fifty thousand dollars of that money to your business, and it's now outside the formulas.
1: Brilliant! Oh my gosh, that's so great. We're out of time, and you gave us so much information. I appreciate it, Reese, Thank you. Don't well, forget to go to the website and paylessforcollege.com and get that free ebook. Thank you so much for offering that. And I'm really excited to be able to go on there and find out information about, you know, helping aging parents and all sorts of other stuff. So, Parent Nation thanks for, so much for joining us and thank you to our guests and until next week, keep playing.
3: Thanks for having me sure thing.
0: Want more real talk for real parents?
1: Seriously, Parent Nation, not every decision in parenting has to contain a hidden message or a life lesson. Sometimes it just has to pass mom's little barometer of, is this going to shut them up?
0: Connect with Tara online at tarakennedykline.com. Until next time, remember this.
1: Parent Nation, why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try calling it the most